Hello, everybody, and welcome to Roar. My name is Sam Spellman. Thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Um, however that may be, um, this is really, really cool. These conversations are really, really, really cool. Why, why are they really, really cool, you say? Because anytime you get into the Word of God, anytime we get to commune around eternal things, there is such opportunity. There is such a... Um, it's like this. The Bible does say that, you know, if you knock on the door, you know, it shall be opened. You know, if you seek, you will find. So you have not because you ask not. There's a lot of different scriptures that are all interconnected to whenever you seek out the Lord, he is faithful to open up. He's faithful to give. Um, and Jesus really revealed that. So anytime we get to get around the word, anytime we get to dive into some things and and see what's going on, and there's opportunity for some of the coolest um understanding and revelation. We'll be able to see things we've never seen that are on an eternal scale, not just on a a natural day-by-day scale, however that's affected because it's within the span of time, but there's also the eternal things of God that are just sometimes a little bit beyond the imagination that's actually in the Word. You know, the Bible is not just a theological book. It's also a book of, yes, of principle, but it's also a book that science digs into things. I mean, there's a lot of things that the word, the word talks about. I mean, you know, without getting too deep into some stuff, you, you look at how it talks about the earth was created. The whole creation story is there in Genesis, but then Job talks about things. Psalms, a lot of the Psalms talk about creation and how things are, are done. Um, Daniel talks about things in the spirit. There's a, there's a lot of, um, really cool resource into um, just things that people don't understand yet. Um, even in in the body, Jesus talks about the the sewer of your body when he talks about it's not what goes in the mouth, but it's what comes out of the mouth. So there's even discussion on digestive systems and things that the Bible can get into. Um, so when you read the word, don't just read the word maybe from this box of, well, it's just going to be a theological principle. It's just going to be you know, about uh, a spiritual thing. Spiritual things are just as natural as anything else. We are a spirit. I am a spirit being. You, listening, watching this, you're a spirit being. You're just as spiritual as it's ever going to get. You don't need to get more spiritual. You already are a spirit. So understanding spiritual things are also going to help us understand the natural things that we're living in. They're, They're both so interconnected and keeping them kind of in this separate little box you know, sometimes it, it can make it harder to understand or it can create misinterpretation for certain things. So anyway, we're going to kind of talk about some things that apply very practically because I really appreciate the practicality of scripture. But these things are also directly connected to the spiritual element of our lives, to the deep, the deep, the depth and the deep things that are that are within us, that the Lord has planted within us, that as a spiritual being, there is a depth to every single one of us that is to be, um, for lack of a better word, uncorked. You know, Jesus talked about living waters. Um, the spirit often is referred to as, you know, as water that's flowing. And and there's a depth, there's a well, you know, there's all the digging of the wells that Abraham, I mean, there's there's wells, there's a, there's a reservoir of the spirit of God that's been poured, on, poured out on the inside of you if you've been born again. 
And you can get into all kinds of really cool stuff that way. The, the, the depths of prayer that are connected in that, the, the intercession, the things that God can show us prophetically, like the Bible talks about desire, the prophetic. There's things there that are very spiritual and very in-depth, but they also can be so um, normal in our lives. And when I use the word normal, I don't say that to diminish their, you know, potency, but I do say that to say that the deep way of living is very doable. Living at this, you know, depth, so to speak, being able to swim at this, this place in the spirit is, um, is something to be desired. It's something to, to go for. Cause when you just live at the surface level, um, it gets old very quick. Life gets very old, and that's what the enemy wants. You know, you think about even culture, how culture is structured by distraction. Like, everything is structured by, come look over here, come look over here, come look over here, come look look at this thing, check this thing out, look at this noob, da da da, da and it, it's just this constant cycle, but the depth of those things, you know, look at just a new phone, for instance. You get a brand new phone, technology, it's incredible, right? The, the, the potency of this phone, but it's only worth, you know, about a year or two, there's an upgrade. Well, you've got to get the new one or there's a brand new one and all these features weren't on this one, but now they're on this one or we've updated this and this has changed. So the depth of things is not inherently in them. When you get them, you have to get a new thing to get depth. And that's a lie of the enemy. You don't have to get a brand new thing to get a deep, meaningful experience. You know, the the most depth of your life was in you when you came out of your mother's womb. You know, the size of your lungs as an adult, that was in you when you were planted as just a seed in your mother. And you've now grown. Like, the depth of who you are is already there. The depth of who God is is already in His Word. It's just different than how culture tells us to get it. The world is constantly telling us to ascertain something new. And something new isn't always something different. Something new might just be another level or a new level or a new depth or a new perspective on something that already is. And giving ourselves the opportunity, giving ourselves the time to to get into those things, and I am going to get into scripture, don't worry, but this just is kind of really strong in my spirit. Digging into something that, you know, there's there's depth to it, but it's not just stretched so thin that there's no... There's no depth. The things of the Lord are here. He's planted you. He knows who you are. He's made you in your mother's womb. He has a plan for you. He has purpose. He's given you the Holy Spirit of God. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you if you've been born again. So there's all the power, all of everything that you'll ever need is already kind of within there. And actually digging into that depth and allowing that to become revelation knowledge, allowing there to be the growing of those things. You know, the Bible talks about in John that Jesus is the root and we are the branches. So staying connected to Christ, the depth of who Christ is, right? He's a perfect man. But it also says that the Father goes around and prunes those things so that more growth can happen. He didn't say he gives you a new plant or he transplants you somewhere else or gives you a new pot. It says he cuts back things and then more growth comes from within you. See, the Lord, I mean, you think about even nature, how it it very clearly speaks of how God does things. But again, it's we're in a place where there's so much distraction, there's so much opinion, there's so much new in this. And, you know, I, I think about this even staying... Um, even I guess the word loyalty maybe is not the proper word, but it's the only word that I can think of that's coming to mind. 
you know, being committed, I guess would be a better word, or steadfast, you know, that's a biblical word, steadfast. Um, Staying connected to those where God has planted you, relationships God's put in your life. The first relationship that's obvious, I think, is is your family. You know, the first commandment with promise is honor your father and mother. Stay connected to your father and mother. Honor them. Put them in a place in your life where you you value who they are. They they don't just you don't just kick them out of your life because you don't agree with them, but you choose to honor them. You choose to work with them. You choose to over you know go beyond you know as a, as a son. But then even as a parent, you learn to honor your kids. And as your kids grow into adults, you the relationship dynamic changes from when they were five. However, you're still their parent. And, you know, you have that place in their life and they have you in their life for when they need that covering and that protection. So there's dynamics there. That's that's steadfast. That's not letting that change. That's a loyalty. And God really, really respects loyalty. The first commandment is have no other gods. In other words, you're not just stretched thin trying everything out. Well, I'm going to try out this God. I'm going to try out this little thing. I'm going to just dabble a little bit in this religion. I'm going to dabble a little bit in this philosophy. I'm going to see what Stoic, Stoic or Stoics are all about. Or I'm going to see what they're, you know, I'm just going to dabble a little bit. No, there's one God, one faith, one baptism. And staying completely clear and loyal in our heart and in our mind is something that we have to begin to exercise. It's like a muscle. You know, if we've never had to stick with it before, you know, then it's it's going to probably hurt a little bit when you try to stick with it. But if you've made a habit of of being loyal, being trustworthy, speaking, um, stepping into to relationship with people, there's already kind of a backbone that's given. And what's the root of that backbone? The root of that backbone is always this. It's always trust and peace and love. You might say righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom is the structure of all these things, of a good relationship. It's always going to be rooted in those things. I have a scripture in Hebrews 12, and it says this. Um, Let's see. You know what? I'll start a little bit earlier in 12, and then we'll, we'll run into what I was thinking. Verse 11 says this. Now, no discipline seems to be joyful at the time. Or you could even say loyalty. No specific discipline to stay loyal even when you want to change up. No discipline or staying in a place of I'm not going to try the new thing. I'm going to commit to this. That disciplined mindset, if you will. It does not seem to be joyful at the time, but sometimes seems to be grievous. This is verse 11 of Hebrews 12. Yet afterward, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness in those who have been trained by it. Now that's really, that's interesting in what we're talking about. No, Now no discipline seems to be joyful at the time, but grievous. Yet afterward, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness in those who have been trained by it. Staying in that place of this is where I'm going to stick with God. I'm going to have faith in God. I'm going to set my sights on the word alone. I'm not going to allow the, the the distraction and lack of depth in the world to eliminate and cut off the depth that I have in the Lord and in my relationship with God because it's there. It's available. I can attest to you the more that I spend in the word, the more I realize that I don't really understand and the more I realize there's so much to grasp and and see and walk in and 
allow into my heart and into my life, and even in the natural and the spiritual, the anointings, the growing, the the depth of our Father and who He is. I mean, He created the universe. You don't think He's got a little bit of depth to Him? I mean, He literally created everything from the atoms to the solar system and everything in between. So, I, I think He's got a little bit of depth and character. He's, you think of the artistic vision, you look at just nature and the beauty of flowers and animals and how detailed they are and every hair that's, you know, a different color and shades and the individuality. I think he's got a little bit of artistic vision. There's a little bit of depth, you know, you might say, and I know I'm saying that real tongue in cheek, but really there's a lot of depth to God. It's there and he's planted and he says he's bound himself to his word. So think of the depth. God's a planner. It says he knows the end from the beginning. He's got a plan. He's got a structure. But in that structure, he's also allowed for such freedom and creativity that doesn't violate each other. But he knows. And it's, it's, he's bound himself to his word. So getting into his word, getting into the scriptures, reading it, let it say what it says. Let it be what it be, even if you don't understand it. Because <laughs> there's a lot of things even in scripture, I don't fully get them yet. But I know there's a way that the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of me, the spirit of truth, all knowledge, the teacher. Jesus said he's a comforter, but he's also a teacher. All that the Paul talks about that if you have the spirit, he teaches us. He can teach you. You know, I think it was um, I think it was Dr. Young Cho, and I'll kind of land the conversation hopefully here or around here. Dr. Young Cho, I think he was the one. He's got a very had a very powerful church in uh, Korea. Um I think he would say this. I believe it was him. It could be a different minister. So forgive me if I'm misquoting this. But he would say this every time he would open the Bible. He would say, Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, let's go read the Bible. In other words, he invited through his words, through his heart posture, through just simple conversation with the Holy Spirit. You can talk to the Holy Spirit. If you've been born again, you have the Spirit of God. You can talk to Him. You can ask Him a question. You can speak to Him. He's there. He's our comforter. Jesus said He's closer than a friend, right? He's so close to us. You can talk to Him. You don't have to be scared. He knows everything about you. Psalms talks about that the Lord God knows every thought before it even enters my mind. He knows it. He knows every detail about me. And Jeremiah talks about before you were in your mother's womb, he knows the plans and the purpose. He knows everything about you. So you, Sharon, maybe I'm feeling a little bit, you know, whatever. He knows it already. He's there and wants to be there in the moment with you. Jesus said that the father, when he was talking to the woman at the well, he says that the father is seeking true worshipers. All worship is, is intimacy, agreement, and partnership. It is being with God in the moment. When I worship God, it's not just a song I sing or throwing my hands up, but I am allowing God through my my posture of my mind of what I'm thinking about, first and foremost, am I thinking about God? Am I even aware of Him in this situation? And then I, by choice of faith and expectation, allow him into my situation through my free will, because I always have a choice. I can choose to do it my way, or I can choose to do it with God. Always have that choice. And God's not going to just forcefully be like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to do this. And you're going to, you know, see my path. Like, no, I can open the door because then the relationship is genuine. You know, then God's not just being used for who he is. Think about that. If you have, you know, the keys to a Lamborghini, for instance, I'm just trying to think of something that 
people might like. I mean, God's got the answer to everything, right? He's got the keys to every single problem. He knows the answer. So he's got keys to everything. He's got keys to whatever house you want. You know, fill in the blank with maybe a natural thing, a house, a car, uh, a job, or whatever. He's got the the way and the access to that thing. So say, say that, you know, for instance, I'll just for demonstration, you know, say I've got the car of everyone's dreams, whatever car you want, vehicle you want, say I have it. And I want to freely give it to you. But I know that you like, you know, the car that I have. Say I have, you know, a Buick Grand National, but like the classic one, all black. One of the first muscle cars beats a Ferrari F1. Right? I've got this beautiful muscle car. And uh, so I have that and I have the keys to it. But I know that's your favorite car. And I know that you, you know, you would like that car. You would love to drive that car. And I love you. I care about you. I want you to drive that car. But I don't want to be used in the relationship. I don't want you just to come to me just cause so you can drive my car. I want you to come to me because you care about me. And then the car can come and go as it pleases because it's just a, it's just a car. But my relationship with you is what I really care about. I actually really, 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 really care about you. But I don't want, there's no reason, why should I be used? Just I don't want to just be used for what I have. I want you to care about me and I want to care about you and I want that connection to be real so that what I have can be freely given without you just being bought off, so to speak, or our relationship just being, well, you know, I'm just going to go over to Sam because he's got the car I want and the house I want and I always get fed because he always buys my, my meals. Living in that place, being on the other side, that's not, you have no intimacy with that person because in a moment, if you stop buying their meals, where's the trust? Are you just going to leave me when I don't give you the car? Are you just going to leave me and, and turn on me whenever there's no, you know, meal that I buy for you? Are you just going to, what, how, where's the trust? And see, it's all about trust. It's all about that heart, loving trust and faith. See, what faith is trust. It says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without true trust in God, it's impossible to please Him. Why? Because any relationship without trust, you can't please the other person in it because it's just built on some facade. And God does not want our relationship with Him to be built on facade, right? So why is there disciplines we have to work out? This back to Hebrews 12. Now, no discipline seems to be joyful at the time, but grievous. Those disciplines are just approving even in our own heart that do I really follow God just for what he gives me? Just for the peace in my life? Just for the, the provision in my life? Just for the, am I following him just to get something from him? Or do I realize who he really is? Have I fallen in love with who he is? Have I allowed... The, the greatness, yes, of who he is to be manifest, but just to realize that my father just cares about me and I can care about him and we can be best of friends and that's okay. Again, viewing the relationship from both sides, put yourself in those shoes. If you had every answer, how would you handle that? What would be important to you in the relationship? And focus on those things first and then allow then the trust is built where, oh, yeah, sure, drive the car whenever you want. The keys, you know, they're over there on the table. You know, there's already a trust. I know that's not going to buy you off of me. You know, again, keeping these things alive, but that takes a spiritual depth. That takes a depth of trust. If I'm just in the surface level, just getting things and, oh, God, thank you for this. Thank you for that. I'm just going to take this from da 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 da. And I'm just surface level. And there's no depth in my relationship. There's no trust in my relationship. There's no spiritual trust. We are spiritual beings. We were made for trust. 
as a spirit, that's a spiritual aspect of who we are. But that's also what affects every marriage is the trust level. Every family home is affected by how well the kids trust the parents, the parents trust the kids, the husband trusts the wife, the wife trusts the husband. That is the most spiritual part of who we are, but yet that affects every natural thing. How you pay your bills, how you come home, the attitude, the words you speak. Everything is affected by that trust. And that's a very spiritual thing. So to have the spiritual depth, again, where does that come back to? It comes back to knowing the word of God. He is spirit. The Bible says the father is spirit in 1 John. He is the father of lights. You know, Jesus said, excuse me, also in the book of John, when he talks to the woman at the wall, he says, the father is spirit and he's seeking those to worship him in spirit and in truth. So all of these things are connected, you know, um, pursuing peace, staying in that diligent place. Yet afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. The fruit of the spirit, what is the kingdom of heaven, which is not of this world, which is of spirit, right? It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom is very spiritual. Kingdom of heaven is spiritual. Then you have, um, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. He says, those that want the truth, they will hear my voice. Those that are of the spirit, that are really seeking after that, you'll hear Jesus, you'll dig into the word. So anyway, hopefully all of this is kind of building kind of a a backdrop, if you will, for why is time in the word so important? Why is seeing myself as a spirit and seeing things not in this weird voodoo-y, weird spiritual ghosty kind of zone, but seeing things that the spirit realm is so interconnected to the natural realm and to understand so many things of the natural, the, the spirit realm was first. God was before there ever was an earth and a natural realm and this flesh and bone and the trees and the animals before any of that ever existed that I'm living in right now. The father, the spirit was first. So getting things in order, understanding my spiritual life, my trust, my relationships, my communication, my heart, my deeper most part of who I am, getting that figured out first is probably going to make more sense for things to creatively grow and build and prosper in the natural realm of my life. So anyway, um, I just want to encourage you guys, read Hebrews chapter 12. It's awesome great chapter, talks about the the discipline, the being a legitimate child of the Father. It talks about the fruit of the Spirit. It talks about making straight your paths, pursuing peace. This is what I wanted to get into in verse 14. Pursue peace with all men and the holiness with and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So there's so much even in pursuing peace and how we converse, conversate, communicate, um, all these things. Even like this podcast, how I choose to bring these truths and communicate and speak out of my spirit? Or if I just choose to speak out of my head and my emotions for today, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, I can just talk out of that. Or I can choose to allow the Holy Spirit and the word of God communicate from those things which are eternal. Again, we are spirit. We're going to live forever. This this thing is not the death, you know, Paul talks about it's but a vapor. This life is just a moment. But how I handle this moment is very important. And uh, you guys can do it. You've been equipped. You have the word of God. You have the Holy Spirit. There is a way to do these things. I didn't get even to where I'm at. And there's still so much for me to grow in. Seriously, so much. 
I'm still growing. I'm still pursuing after. Like Paul says in Philippians, not that I've already attained, but I press forward towards the mark. I forget those things which were behind. Allow there to be grace for today. Grow into the truth. Stretch out your hands in faith and expect the Lord to meet you where you're at. He's a good father. He's a good shepherd. He cares for you. He leaves the 99 for the one and he's going after you. He's pursuing you. He's like a husband who constantly pursues his wife, constantly takes her out on dates, constantly is there for her. Our father is that way, but Jesus himself is that way towards us. It says he sits on the throne and he's interceding for us. He's reaching out for us. He's getting in the gap between the father and he's saying, hey, you know, Sam, I, I, I died for Sam. I died for you, you know, fill in your name. I died for them and I'm, I want them to succeed. I want them to, to grow. You know, there's always, it's, it's this whole picture is building. So um, anyway, I think that's all I got. I know I speak very, very quickly and you guys will have to forgive me if I speak too fast on these. You'll just have to listen to them again. And I don't have another, <laughs> I do apologize if, if maybe I spoke too fast. Um, but there's so much, you get, you tap into these things and there's such, a river in the spirit. There's such depth to the Lord. And I just want you guys to really deep calls out to deep, step into that place, be willing to just take that step. You know, it might not just be the most overwhelming thing overnight, but as you continue to dig into the depth of where you're planted, where you live, the Lord that's already on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit that dwells within you, the word of God that's in your hands, the Bible you have. And if you have a phone, which I'm assuming if you're watching this, you have some sort of technology, you can just Google it. You can Google the scripture. There's plenty of translations and apps that you can use to begin those things. But I encourage you, get a paper Bible, something different about that. But, you know, there's access to these things. You have the ability within you. And I just want to encourage that, you know, be willing to take that step. It's already there. You can do this. You can get there. Um, Yeah, I think that's all I got. I went very long on this podcast. You guys will have to, uh, you know, just make it all the way through. Love you guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. Um, the Lord's for you. He loves you. The blessing that, you know, if you watch any of these podcasts or listen to any of these, we always talk about the blessing. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That blessing is not just a cute phrase. He really, really looks upon you and is seeking the, the, the Bible says that he, he scours the earth to and fro looking for those who are humble and meek and who are looking out and reaching out to him. And he sends angels to comfort them. So the Lord's looking for you. He's, he's scouring to and fro. Be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world. Every single problem, he's got the answer. So dig into the depth. Get into the depths of these things, all right? I love you guys, and I'll see you all next time on Roar. Thank you so much. Um, check out the description. If you want to give in to the ministry, if you want to support the podcast in any way, you can always check out Again, the website, description, more information, the social media, our social media for the ministry. You can find it all in the description. So do that. Like the podcast, all those good things. Um, Yeah, I'll see you all next time on Roar. The Lord loves you. I'm for you. He's for you. And to have a great rest of your day, evening or morning, whatever time it is when you're checking this out. I'll see you all next time.